0: All right, so father yes. is blindfolded and we, we like to torture him. are going to give him some candy and he has to tell us what it is.
1: This will be great. Okay. So all I have to do is eat candy and tell you what it is.
0: Right. Yeah. That's That'll not be that hard.
1: sweet. So, candy. Lauren,
2: show the screen what you're giving first. Oh, this one, this has like a nice nutty flavor. This will be good. Oh, nutty? Nutty.
1: Are you calling me a nut? All right, here we go. Let's give it a shot. This is going to be good. Candy.
2: It's a little messy. Be careful.
1: Mmm. Mm. Can I have another? <laughs> mm. Come on now.
0: You got a lot of candy to eat.
1: Mm. Mm. That's pretty good. Are these Smarties?
0: They are sweet tarts. Oh, oh sweet close. tarts.
1: You're wow. Close. Those are All right, good. candy
2: All number right. two. Do that. Those, Those are a bit. good. Show the screen. Show the screen. Mmm. Mmm. Hope you're ready for I some fruit.
1: Candy. That's
0: super blurry. Candy. Yeah. Fruity, let's go.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Why well, is it big? Oh, wow. Reese's? No. Reese's nut? <laughs>
0: <They're so laughs> the loud. is so great. <laughs> wow. What do you got for is us? Is it
1: Reese's? Or Reese's buttercup? No. No.
0: It has peanut butter.
1: Um, Snickers?
2: Yeah. Yes. Snickers peanut Ooh, butter. Yeah. He's got one right. All
1: right. There we go.
2: Although I don't know if we count it since he guessed wrong the first time.
1: That was a good guess. Get ready oh, for some chocolate. Gosh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, these are Skittles. I love Skittles. <laughs> That's why I gave you was <laughs> oh. So good. All right, here we go. One.
2: Last one. I'm going to mm. help you out. Let's see is this so this good. one might be a little messy. Mm. <laughs> the wrapper's still on there, so don't shove the so whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> There's so many skittles in his mouth.
1: <laughs> what is going on here?
2: Oh, I love this. I love
1: I like this. it. Off. Get like off.
2: I oh. Th- are you going to put the.
1: <laughs> is this right? Sure. Mm. We should have
2: like bubble oh, bumps who yeah. are just chewing forever. Oh,
1: I know what this is. <laughs>
0: okay, good. What is it?
1: This is so good. <laughs> How many I, I just don't remember. What is this in
0: your mouth right
1: now? Oh, This is like a banana. Is this is like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I think you're a little off. But oh, I
1: forget what's your what guess? what is it? It's uh I, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm going to put more of it in my mm-hmm,
0: mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. What is it?
0: Strawberry Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. taffy. Banana. Banana. Wow. All right, let's oh, go. Gosh.
1: Anyone got some more?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's funny <plenty> more. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Quarantine. I'm Athena.
1: I'm Father David Kids so I eat my candy.
0: <laughs> and I'm Lauren. If you like what we're doing here at Awaken Catholic, um, we ask that you go to awakencatholic.org slash donate um, to donate to Awaken Nation. And um, the Hallow app is a great meditation app uh, to help you in your spiritual growth and in your journey. Um, so go to hallow.app slash awaken and you can get a free Month of premium.
1: This Slappy Taffy was really good. Is it strawberry? What was yes, the flavor? It's strawberry. It's not banana. Wow. It is it not banana. Oh. Uh, that was beautiful. It took me a while. It was like mixing it in with the Skittles.
2: <laughs> um, so today, we are going to talk about kind of a heavy topic, but I think it's needed. Um, like, how are we supposed to believe, right? Because this comes up a lot, I think even for adults, but especially teenagers. How are we supposed to believe in God and like trust him if we're struggling Um, to know he exists, to know that he's actually there and like cares for us. Um, it's a lot. It's like a, like a heavy topic, but I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in the world and like, again, kind of go with what we want. And then it's, it's easy to think that like God isn't there then,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um, or he doesn't see us or we don't like hear him in prayer in the way that we want. And so then like he's, he must not be there. Um, And I think it's hard sometimes, too, just to pray when you're not sure if anyone's listening because then it kind of just feels like you're talking to air. And that's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, like, it's easier said than done, Um, but just keep seeking to keep praying, even if you don't know who you're praying to or what you're praying for why you're even in the church, why you're even in your room, just sitting there trying to figure that out. But I think that's a really good first step is that Mm -hmm. you're recognizing that there is a need for something more. um, And that you are recognizing like how little you are and that there's just something missing in your life.
1: And God makes himself known in clear objective ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, we're not like, Oh, we know for sure he's at work in yeah. scripture right mm-hmm. like i wonder if god ever made himself present yeah he's like done it multiple times and we have like multiple sources yeah one of these that people like discredit scripture and they say well it's just from the bible i'm like well the bible right. is like a multi-sourced multi-book <laughs> so many people are writing this. and examples and demonstrations of god communicating directly with human beings and this isn't something where it's like someone privately talking to someone like just mm-hmm. talking to someone right like no like he manifests himself and shown himself to like multiple people over the course of many years, right? And so we have multiple source account of this in scripture. But I think also, also like, if we're struggling with our belief in God, go to where he makes himself known, whether that's in scripture, whether that's in prayer, that's in the sacraments of the church, yeah. right? Going to adoration. God is objectively known right here, right? He is with us right here, where two or three are gathered in his name, god is present and he says he says that right Mm -hmm. so we can know for sure he is present even if we can't see him we did this game recently at uh retreat for our sophomores and and we talked about qualities of a good friend right and all of the qualities were like none of the things that you could like actually see on their face or vividly see them wear, right? We often like reduce Mm -hmm. things to like superficiality, like especially in relationships, right? And all the things they talked about were things you can't actually see, right? The qualities that we look for, like trust, Right. And we look to the someone that you can talk with and share and be honest with and be real with like all these things. You're like, I can't actually like see them wearing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or seeing that on their face. But those are the intangible things. That's when we talk about God. Those are the intangible. We can't necessarily see him, but he's objectively known and made himself known to us in these ways.
2: And I, I think um, it's easy for us to have conversations with our friends Because it is someone that we can see, we can touch, we could feel, I guess we could taste, probably don't do that. But like you can use your senses to talk to that person, right? Um, So don't be afraid to talk to the people of God. Like if you feel like you can't see him, you can't hear him, you can't whatever, um, go to a priest, go to a sister, go to your youth minister, go to a deacon, whoever you feel comfortable with. I promise you that if you walk up to someone in the Catholic church and you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't think God's real. Could you talk to me? They're not going to look at you and be like, no, sorry. Like, I guess you're just going to struggle with that on your own. <laughs> I, like, I promise you that they will take time. Heck, I've seen like priests and deacons right there, drop what they're doing. And be Like, let's go to my office. Let's go have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Let's go sit in church. What are you struggling with? Um, because ultimately like, we are a family in the Catholic church. And I think sometimes people forget that we think of, we think of everybody as like our brother and sister. Cause like, that's what we say in scripture and everything. But then when it comes down to the hard stuff, we like close off because like, really that's not our family. And you can't really go to your grandma and tell her that you don't know if God exists. Cause she might get upset. So like we just stay and we, we go quiet, but you have to remember that the Lord gave us these people in our lives for a reason. And so if you're struggling If you're sitting there and you're praying and you're like, I'm not hearing anything. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't think he's there. You know, maybe you're in one of those lows of life and like everything's going wrong. And you're like, this cannot be the Lord. Like he doesn't, he can't be here like that. He wouldn't do this. Go find someone to talk to because I promise that they'll have that conversation with you. Because as a family, you never want to lose a family member. You never Mm -hmm. want a family member to be hurting. Um, So go find someone to sit down and have that conversation. Someone you can see face to face, someone that is very knowledgeable, that can sit there and say, like, here is proof in my personal life that God exists. Here's proof in scripture. Here's proof just in the world today. Right? Because I think sometimes we need that reminder, our world kind of sucks. So like, We need that reminder that like the Lord is still here with us, even in the suck, like he's here and he's with us and he wants, he wants to make himself known. I think we have so much going on that it's easy to think like, oh, in scripture, the Lord showed up so much because like they were super holy people. No, they weren't Mm -mm. (laughs) like Paul killed people like Peter denies him and still becomes the rock of the church. Like the Lord made himself known because they were raw and they were open and they shared what they struggled with. I think the reason that the disciples were so stinking cool is because after Jesus dies, they lock themselves in a room. Like how human is that? Mm-hmm. That like you literally were with the Lord. Yeah. The Lord left you and you're like, shut down. I'm I, mm-mm, nope. I don't know what to do. And like the Lord comes back and he's like, like what's going on homies? Like, why are you in here? <laughs> like realistically, that's yeah. like the conversation he yeah. has is like, What are you, what are you doing? Like we, I was just here Mm -hmm. and he does, he shows up and he sends them out and they're ready to go. So know that like the Lord is not going to abandon you, even if you feel like he's not with you.
1: And if you're struggling in your faith, don't feel like the people that supposedly look like they're strong in their faith have always been that way. Right. Mm -mm. So when Athena (laughs) says go to them and talk with them, you know, that's for someone who's strong in their faith. I think it's important then to share your story with others, right? Because I think that can inspire others and also help others realize, you know, we're all not like perfect and have had it together with God since Mm -hmm. day one, right? No, that's in fact, the story of any faith filled person is those ups and downs with God, right? And then they continually seek him in the midst of those lows.
2: So like what really brought me to really strong in my personal relationship with Jesus Christ was I had a youth minister who was very, very open with us and he shared with us the struggles that he went through. Um, and that include being an alcoholic that include being atheist for a time in his life. Like he shared this stuff. And I remember sitting there, like, as I think I was a sophomore or junior as he's sharing this and I'm sitting there and I was like, I thought he was like the holiest man. Like I didn't realize, you know, and again, I, I grew up Catholic, but like, I didn't have that personal relationship with Christ. Really. My mom tried really hard. She even like told us holy days that didn't exist so that we would have like our butts in church. But like, I didn't have that personal relationship that I was talking with God all the time. And I remember leaving that night and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I thought that like I was going through bad stuff Mm. and nothing compared to that. And like, look where he is now. And the Lord is continuing to bless him. And so for me, that was eye opening, And that's actually what drew me into the saints is then I was like, wait, I have to know, like, were these saints super awesome people or did they suck a little bit too? And then I read their stories and I was like, Oh my gosh, they suck too. I can do this. <laughs> like but it's it's important to remember that, you know, the Lord's always there. Um and and he's always knocking. He's always ready mm-hmm. to like talk to you. And he's yeah. half the time I always I picture him like especially because I'm I'm a talker. So no way. <laughs> I in prayer in prayer I do the same thing. Like if there's silence sometimes, I'm like, okay, so what else can I talk about, God? Um, da. And I'll like, you know, just name stuff off. But I, I sometimes feel like I picture God literally talking through like like a double glass paned window and I can't hear him. But he's talking to me. But because like I just keep word vomiting, I can't hear anything that he's saying. And I just like it's as easy as opening the window, but I don't do it because I'd rather just like talk at him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for teens nowadays, too. We're so we're so um, used to noise and not silence that like we just talk. We just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And even in prayer, like we say that we're being quiet, but realistically, we're like giving it a couple seconds. And then we're like, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) This is uncomfortable. God, where are you? You're not talking to me. I'm done. And we shut down and we can't like our relationships with humans doesn't work that way. So our relationship with Christ can't work that way either.
0: Yeah. And no, like going back to like when you ask people questions, like know that people will not get mad at you for asking questions and even if you think you've like asked everyone in your life you've exhausted all of your options like keep asking those people because I feel like I never really asked enough questions I just kind of like accepted something and I'm like oh that's what it is I didn't ask well why is that um and so it makes it so much easier as you go on in life when you've already asked those questions and you've like already delved into that a little more so
1: And we can be upset with God because he doesn't respond right away, right? We Mm -hmm. get all ticked off and it's like, you know, we've given him three seconds and then four, we're already like up and moving and doing something else. And sometimes God doesn't always give us what we desire and what we're praying for in that given moment. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason for that, not always, but part of the reason for that is to really focus our desire, focus what we're actually praying for, focusing our intention, Right. So that we're going to keep going to him more and we're even more persistent in our prayer, despite the fact he's not answering it right away. And when we're able to give him the time, able to give him the space, able to give him in our schedule of many busy things to say, I want to give more time to God Mm -hmm. because I even am more firm in my desire and what I'm asking of him. And God loves that, right? Like, and he's fought, He's bringing that up in you and creating that well of desire in your heart so that when you can come to him, you're very persistent in that prayer. So keep at it. And the Lord says, I reward, in fact, those who are persistent. We mm-hmm. think of the woman, right, who went to the judge, right? And just like continue to keep. And he said, I mm-hmm. granted it to her just because she was so persistent in her prayer and in her intention and asking. And we can do the same.
0: And I think that's key when you said heart, is that like he's winning our heart when we're going to seek him and keep going to him. Mm-hmm. And like he's capturing, like he's getting our heart first and like that's what he wants is our heart. And then the rest of it will come once he, like once he has us in there.
2: And know that like just because you believe in the Lord, And that you're praying that does not mean that all of a sudden your life is like butterflies and rainbows and everything goes Mm great because realistically this world is not made for Christians. It's not. It's not made for like super strong Catholics. Um, We're here to change that. So that means that our life is not easy. Like when we start praying harder, it is not all of a sudden like God's going to grant every wish because he's not a genie. And it's not that like all of a sudden everything that we need to happen in order to make our life easy happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that if we're open to him and we're, we're seeking him and we're praying that he's going to be there every single step of the way with us. And the more that we're praying, cause he's there no matter what, that sounded weird, but he's there no matter what. But when we're praying, we are more open to, to experiencing life with him. So versus when we're just kind of walking alone, it reminds me of like that footprints, prayer oh yeah um that like when you're walking alone and you feel you you're not praying you're not trying that relationship with God he's still carrying you but you have no idea because like you're so in your own head in your own world that you can't think about it versus when you're walking with him you can and you're open to him like you start to feel him um or experience life knowing that there's something else not of this world with you even through the really difficult hard times um this past January I was really excited we were going to the march for life and I was gonna finally like we found out we were pregnant in December and I was gonna or maybe a little bit before that but I remember like I'm gonna share it with my teens at the march for life and this happened with another pregnancy and we got to do that and it was super cool so I was like I'm gonna do it again and we miscarried and I remember like During that time, I was so busy that I was like, it's fine. I just have to be good to go to the March for Life. And I remember the doctor looking at me like, what? And I was like, it's cool. It's good. We're going to be fine. And then when it came this summer and my friend that was pregnant with me was delivering a baby, it like hit me. And I mean, I had to go through the, the emotions of it, but it didn't destroy me. Like I didn't sit there and I wasn't like wallowing in pain because I knew like looking back quarantine's hard with toddlers. <laughs> if I was pregnant, I don't know if I would have made it. Like, I think, you know, looking like, not that God was like looking at that and saying like, okay, they can't have this baby. Like, that's not it. But knowing that like the Lord loved me so much that he knew that they're like, this wasn't the, the time to bring in new life. And that was okay with me because like the, the Lord is with me. It didn't mean it was super easy. And I was like, cool, sweet. This is awesome. But it did mean that like, I I didn't have to wallow in that pain and I never felt alone. Like I never once, I was very open with it. My teens knew, excuse me, at the March for Life that I had just gone through a miscarriage. Like mm-hmm. I was very open. Youth ministers that were with us were checking on me. And it like I like teens I think were uncomfortable because I was like, it's fine, we can talk about it. But part of that is just because I rely on prayer and I rely on God. Even when I'm not praying well, I know that I can't do it without the Lord. So even in ministry and personal life, whatever it is, when I don't know what I'm doing or I feel alone, my first answer is to sit there and just say, okay, God, I need you to take this. I need you to be here with me no matter what's going on, no matter what kind of like crap storm I'm in the middle of. I need you to be here with me. And I'm telling you that prayer alone helps so much because you immediately at least for me if I don't see it right then I normally immediately feel different like my heart changes not that all of a sudden I'm like the Lord is shining his light on me and I can feel him but my heart changes and things aren't as bad but looking back I can see like oh yeah God was totally there I see that now
1: and we can like in those difficult moments you know we can easily say God you know God why me Mm-hmm. Right. It's which is can be a very like selfish turn. Right. Well, like, as if it's all about us. Right. Yeah. And what's so beautiful is we can actually turn it outward and say, God, help me. And there's a trust there. So there's a trust built up so that when you go through these difficulties, you're not doing it alone. And you actually know God is with me even as I'm suffering. And maybe God can actually draw meaning from that difficulty from that suffering though in the moment we don't see it we only see the heartache that we're experiencing we only see what's right in front of us but God wants to be with us through that so that he can drive us and get us through it
2: and that reminds me of the prophet Elijah so if you um go back to kings I think is where it's at um you hear about the prophet Elijah and he God did these awesome miracles for him like he got through all this crazy stuff right and he's facing this king and queen that are like all about this false God and the queen threatens his life. Okay. And you know what Elijah does? He asks God, like, can, can you end my life? Can I be done? Like he had all these miracles happen, stuff that we don't always get to experience or we don't see at least when we're experiencing it. And his response is like, God, I'm done. Right. Like I'm done. I need you to do. I need you to, to get rid of me. Like I need to be off this earth. And then he goes to Mount Sinai and he faces his fear. And I think that's so important is that we have to stop hiding in our fear and in our struggles and in our stresses um, and our suffering, but we have to face it. So he faces his fear. And ultimately what it was is he felt really lonely. He felt like he was the only one in the nation that was willing to put up a fight against this false God and these rulers. And he was like, I'm going to die. That's what's going to happen. I'm not ready. And God, all it took was God telling him like, You're not alone, dude. There's like thousands of people that also are not praying to this God and bowing. And like, you've got this. And Elijah immediately is like, you're right. I can do this. And sometimes I think that's all it takes is we need to, you know, like the prophet Elijah is like a super holy man. Right. And still he struggled. And we see that in like almost every single story in the Bible that involves humans. There's some sort of like humanity that struggles really hard, even though God's doing these like profound things in their life. And sometimes they don't realize that those things are even happening and that the Lord is doing them. And like, For teenagers, I know it's the same way. We get so closed off that we don't realize that the Lord is doing really awesome things in our life and sometimes using us for amazing things because we are so focused on the struggles and the fear and we're hiding in them. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can be open and face those, the more we can allow the Lord to show himself to us.
0: Yeah, and that's why it's so important that we spend time with God, keep seeking him, give him our heart first Um, And let him let him work through that way and asking not just asking other people in our life those questions, but asking God those questions, too. And actually sitting with him and, um, you know, asking, like, why were you not here in this moment in my life or why am I going through this? All those why questions, those deep questions that you just don't know and don't understand and you're really, really struggling with, make sure you bring those up and pray. That's super important.
1: And God doesn't do fake. He does real, Mm -hmm. right? So be honest with him, you know, and, and just share with him exactly those pains and those you know, because often I'll, you know, I'll ask someone and they'll say, well, God didn't respond to me. And I said, well, when did you stop praying?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: A week ago, a month ago, you know, you stopped, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep (laughs) talking with him then, right?
0: And I, the thing about emotions too, is like, we, um, I think we talked about this before, like Jesus has, um, like he had emotions, um, like he was human just like us. And he experienced temptation. He experienced sadness Mm -hmm. and anger and, um, joy. Like he experienced all the emotions that we do. And that's why it's so, it's so real when we can actually, relate to him on that level. and
2: know that like Jesus was God right like he is God yes he's human but he's God and he's still if you remember when he's praying in the garden before they're about to take him yeah. away remember hey. that he has to be fearful like his his prayer is not like in confidence of like Lord I've got this I'm <laughs> gonna die on the cross it's gonna be great no he asked the Lord if like this is hey I really don't want this. Like if, if this is what I really have to do and it's your will, I'm going to do it. But like his prayers ultimately like, please take this away from me. Right. Yeah. And that's the humanity. So it's important to know that like even Christ, who knew exactly what was coming, still faced fear and anxiety because I'm sure he was shaking in that garden. Like he was not, he's not kneeling there in confidence. Like yeah. I'm going to die and I'm going to die well. But instead he's sitting there and he's asking the Lord for compassion. And he's like, Hey, I really don't want to do this. I'm not totally ready. But like, if you want me to, you're positive. if you're positive, this is what has to happen. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And I think sometimes that's what we have to do is we have to look at our life and say, I really don't want this, Lord. I really don't. But like, if you think this is what I need, I'm going to be open to it. And that doesn't mean that all of a sudden we have, you know, Christ like demeanor and we're like, okay, yeah, take me like I'm ready. But it does mean that we have to be open and communicating and not be afraid to be real with God because he already knows when you're faking it so he already knows when you're telling him life's great and it's not so you have to be real with God and you have to have those conversations
0: yeah I think that's like our call this just came to me so we were doing a Bible study last night with my core team and um, we were talking we were going through the Beatitudes and we were talking about um, blessed are those who are meek and we were mm. talking about what the word meek means and meek does not mean weakness it means control over anger mm. um, and I just think that's that's really important to be reminded of right mm-hmm. now, too, is that um, like we're called to be meek and just because um, we aren't being answered or things in our life aren't working out the way that we think they should be, um, to not be angry, to control that anger that we have. And um, it doesn't mean that you're weak at all. It just means that, that God is in control and you need to let him. And you're working on over. the way to holiness. That's right. Awesome. Lauren, you want to close us out? Yeah, so if you like what we're doing here again, um, we would really appreciate for you to support us through Awaken Nation. So go to awakencatholic.org/donate, and um, the Hello app is a great meditation app to help you find peace and grow in your spiritual journey. So you can go to slash awaken and try out Premium for a month.
1: Nice, thanks a
0: lot. Awesome. We'll see you guys again. Gators. Gators.